Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello. Should I say bonsoir? <laughs> oh my god. My French is not good. It's up tenfold. It is basically fluent at this point. Should I say what I learned? Yeah. Fuck, I need to bring it up. I found is a really important French phrase that I took from Duolingo, which we've since found out isn't even proper French. Un cheval mange un orange. <laughs> that means a horse is eating an orange, <laughs> which is like never happened probably. Yeah. And then I practiced it last night and um, the French person I was with was like, you that makes no sense for starters and secondly rude. you're pronouncing it all wrong so rude i coached you for like two hours and then i accidentally spoke in italian so they're <laughs> <laughs> very cultured european travelers yes we are so paris fashion week has just come to a close we are two very tired tired girls Two tired little broken girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the Eurostar. But man, it was so fun. It was really fun. It was the weather was crazy though. I was trying to think of stories for the podcast and I was like, my most traumatic event at Paris Fashion Week was trying to get into a show and being knocked out by about a thousand umbrellas and very grumpy people. And then everyone walked in and you just weren't thinking, were you? So you just threw your umbrella down in a little pile and then 500 other people threw their umbrellas down in little piles. And then I went and sat beside this girl and she was like, I'm worried about my umbrella. And I was like, well, now same. <laughs> and my umbrella is from freaking london it was a nice one from amazon and so i was like god everyone's just gonna grab whatever so the whole show i was like oh what am i gonna do and then, <laughs> he was watching it the whole time yes and then afterwards she just darted like jumped over rows of people and left me for dead like to pot, get like a pole she literally yeah. did and then she turned around and looked at me and i gave her a sad face <laughs> and then she ran away and then i 
ran through the crowd and grabbed and was rifling through on the floor trying to grab my umbrella and almost got my eye bloody poked out by about three that were going up by accident. (laughs) And we also did a very good job this time, unlike in Milan, of navigating the public transport system. We're queens of the metro. Literally queens of the metro. It is very well signed, but we... It's very easy. We still smashed it, which was a big difference to Milan. So we realised after we recorded last week that we forgot to tell our favourite story from Milan, which involved several aggressive transit guards. Four. Who I still want to make a formal complaint against because they were just too intense. Same. Too intense for words. Mm. Basically, we just realised quite early on that getting taxis around was a nightmare. So we were coming out of a show and we were trying to get to another event and we were like let's just get public transport and then there was like all this back and forth because we were with a group of people we eventually got on a tram after forever of trying to get taxis and cancelling and whatnot Mm -hmm. get on a tram what we didn't realize was the trams are just part of traffic in milan (laughs) they just sat in a traffic jam i was literally gonna lose my marbles (laughs) i was having a breakdown i was like i if we don't move soon i just don't know what's gonna happen and i was the one that suggested the tram to all these other people who were just following us like sheep and then we were just stuck on it and i felt really guilty Because everyone was like, why didn't we just... And then we got stuck on it. So then someone suggested that we get off and we go to a metro, which we thought was a great idea. Isabel and I had been very cocky and said, look, there's an app for the trams, but no one ever checks. We've got friends who live in Milan. They never get checked. It's just a thing. No one... So we just... No one had tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And me and and you bought tickets for every other journey. We just... Apart from this one. We we had literally been on this tram for 20 minutes, but had barely moved more than a single stop. I don't even think we would have been justified in paying for a ticket because we didn't go anywhere. (laughs) And then we got off and we got surrounded by these transit guards that looked like they were out of... I don't know... Like narcos, like crazy. <laughs> they looked as if they'd busted an international drug ring when they when they saw us. They're like, great for tourists. We won't be able to navigate this Italian and, app and with heels. <laughs> yeah, because you literally can't pay on the thing. You can't buy tickets. So we there was heaps of people got off and we kind of saw them and we're like, uh, and then one of them yells out in Italian like, uno, dos, tre, like rounding everyone up and chased us. And, and we were trying just, to run away. <laughs> We were trying to do that. I'm confused and just keep walking. And we got caught in a dog. And they were like sprinting after us with (laughs) fucking shields. It was crazy. Shields. (laughs) They They were just so intense. It was so funny. So they were explaining and we were trying to explain back. Look, we're, we're tourists here. The system's very complicated. We're more than happy to pay. We're not trying to not pay. We just don't really understand. There was nowhere to buy a ticket there. Hmm. And he kept trying to walk us over to... The sign. The sign that said, you must have a ticket. We're like, we understand the, the thing. Anyway, one of them whipped out this really embarrassing badge. Like no, yeah, because in... we were arguing. And then he just pulls out a badge as if he's to say he's in the FBI. He literally looked as if he was in The Wire pulling out a badge on like, what's that guy's name from The Wire? Stringer Bell. And it just said Publico Transporter. And I was like, sir, put the badge away. Like, we're going to pay. Just relax. There's oh, no need for the badge. It's so stressful. And then they were like, give us your passport. <laughs> like, this has gone so far. <laughs> they were they were not very they were aggressive. welcoming. They were very aggressive and bullying. And I think the combined cost, once you add in the fines of the, <laughs> our trip, was basically what it would have cost to get an Uber um, helicopter. From London. <laughs> you know, <those> like, <laughs> 
private jet Ubers you can get. Yes. We could have got one of those. Fucking hell. Anyway, nothing like that happened in Paris. It was very relaxed. Yeah, Paris was good with the public transport. And then while we were there, which is rather rude of him, Kanye West had a Sunday service and we were none the wiser until everyone else at Fashion Week posted from a live concert. Yeah, apparently it was amazing. So a friend of mine was there and she said that she was like, afterwards everyone was moralizing it and talking about Kanye West and does Kanye West support Donald Trump, which I think is just, yes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he always says it. Um <laughs> like does he or doesn't he it's like got a MAGA hat on <laughs> yes um but she said you know people were writing things afterwards and talking about him co-opting Christian values and whatnot but she said being there was just this amazing moment because it's just people singing and dancing beautifully it's very mm. spiritual it's an amazing vibe and it was lovely so and then the next day he had a surprise Yeezy runway show yeah, he had bloody little six-year-old Northwest do a rap, which I think is crazy. All I saw was the video of her just screaming. I know, it was really What bad. was that? She was copying this little five-year-old called Zaza, who is a rapper. And she's actually... A five-year-old rapper. It's crazy, but she's that. really cute. I also mm. keep getting told that I always say, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we learn by doing this. We learn little quirks. Izzy used to say doot doo doo and then I brought it up in the first ever episode and now she never says it anymore. I had never, ever, ever been told by anyone that I said doot doo doo I really miss it. So what happened was, because people probably won't remember, but Zach said to me, Izzy always says doot doo doo I was like, what are you talking about, you crazy boy, you crazy little man? How have you got that in your head? That's nuts. I've yeah, known her like, for I've, two I've years never and I've never it. heard her say it. And he says, he was like, she says it constantly. Like, is this not a personal joke between you? And then we sat down and within literally 30 <laughs> seconds, you'd said it about something and I was doubled over. <laughs> yeah. And now I've stopped saying and it. Now you stop saying it. It's but annoying. I think I now say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Well, it's crazy. Crazy. So it is crazy that she's this five-year-old little rapper (laughs) and then North was copying her or or doing her song that she came up with and on stage, but she's just like nowhere near as good as this girl. And then the parents Mm -hmm. of this girl, Zaza, had a go at at Kim and Kanye on Instagram being like North copied her and then – Kim Kardashian was like, sorry. I hate this story. I know. I, do. I want you to see the little girl as well. Okay, so screaming. Zaza, how many followers does she have? 1.7 million. See, I find it weird that 2 million people follow a, a five year old girl. I just don't like that. Another great part of Paris Fashion Week was that we discovered. A new Love is Blind. Netflix is absolutely churning out the amazing reality TV content. So this. Back with the X came out a year ago on Channel 7 in Australia. I just wouldn't have watched it that no, but way, no but I would has. watch it on Netflix for some reason. Yes, that's why it's amazing. But It has that vibe. It's That's why I was confused as to why it was on Netflix, because I was like, this seems like a random Channel 7 show from yeah. a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. precisely right. But so firstly... Firstly, we need to recap the Love is Blind weddings. Yes. And secondly... Are you aware that there's a reunion tomorrow? Yes. I'm definitely I'm aware. I'm counting down the minutes. I've watched the trailer. <gasps> mm, Amber has got Jessica. How amazing. Yeah. So if anyone still hasn't watched Love is Blind, you're crazy. And you really should because it's amazing. And 
now since we last recorded the final episode has come out and it shows the weddings and then you find out whether all the couples are still together because that was filmed like a year ago yeah jessica posted something about her cute dog on instagram and said when we were filming in 2018 Mm. it's crazy so they've had to keep everything off social media for a year and a half yeah, but and she maybe said that they... her dog was sick because she ate a stick, and I was like, "Your dog's sick because you feed it feed gallons it wine, of wine, gallons of wine every night." Yeah, she said she had to apologize for that. She said she'd really? never done it before. Oh, she loves wine. What you just realized that for the first time, <laughs> Jessica, you bloody booze hound. No one believes you. I know. Jessica was such a naughty girl in the weddings. I was so upset with her. I know. She's. So mean to him. Okay, so Jessica was with this guy called Mark and she had this inner battle with herself the whole time because she fell in love with Mark in the pod. And then when she saw him, she liked Barnett more because she was being very shallow, which is the opposite of the point of the show. And she used to make Mark go in another room and talk (laughs) to him to recreate the pods. Yeah, they've all kind of lost it. So I was reading an article... Um, about Lauren and Cameron mm. and Cameron so spoiler I don't oh my god do I know this no yeah oh. <laughs> spoiler they're still together yeah but he said in the article that he sometimes closes his eyes when she t- when she talks to recreate the pods oh my god oh, crazy I kind of understand that though because I think when you're in if you were in a pod you'd you just over fantasize everything you know he said that he does that so that he makes sure he's listening properly because he's distracted by her beauty. I actually believe him. I know. He's like she's, a sensitive she's so little soul. Lauren yeah. is so beautiful. And then Amber and Barnett are still together. Can we talk quickly about Amber's debt and money situation? Because I actually feel like it's kind of an interesting feminist conversation. Yeah. No, so since that she... So what happened was she had hurt herself and she couldn't work. Wait, let's explain quickly first if anyone doesn't understand. Oh, yeah. So Amber and Barnett got together and they're quite cute. And quite early on, she basically said to him, he's got his own house and like quite a good paying job, I think. And she said to him something along the lines of, I'm $20,000 in debt. I only work when I feel like it. I have a maxed out credit card that I only spend on makeup. Queen. And um, I don't work to live. I don't work to live. I live to... I live to work. What's the All the way around. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, and basically kept saying multiple, multiple times how much she wants to be a stay-at-home mum and not work. And she made him pay for her bridesmaid dresses and bridal alterations and people started... And as soon, like the second she walked into his house, she goes, as far as I'm concerned, this is our house now. <laughs> yeah. I know. So that's what I'm curious about because it was kind of made a bit funny and jokey in the show. And then in our Facebook group, people were like, this makes me feel uncomfortable because I feel like it promotes negative stereotypes about women, which is true. Mm-hmm. But more information has come out since. Yeah. So Amber revealed that they couldn't announce it in the show, but she had hurt herself really badly at work and she was in the middle of a legal battle with her former workplace. So that's why they couldn't say where she worked and they were really vague. And then obviously they were playing it up for reality Yeah, TV. I feel like she said it in passing and they... Cut it all together. Cut it all together. Yeah. Um, but she is my favourite by far. Really? Which was a massive plot twist. I just love how she was just normal and nice and didn't care that Barnett was a big hottie. Yeah, I liked that too. I did feel at the start that she was a bit, I'm not like other girls. I 
Do I even watch the start? Because you mm. made me start episode four. I didn't make you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, I did. But you should rewatch it. But yeah, I felt like at the start she was a bit of that kind of stereotypical. I was a cheerleader and in the army and mm. love having sex. A guy's girl. Kind of framing herself as that I'm not like other girls because I'm a guy's girl thing, which I think is... The most annoying sentence to ever come out of anyone's mouth. I know, because ha- just, you're just being a misogynist. And mean. And that's naughty to say. Yes. But I grew, she grew on me big time by the end. I do like her. Yeah. I think something we need to clarify as well is that we are aware that Love is Blind is extremely scat. I think people yeah. thought that we were recommending it as a amazing TV a fantastic show. piece of TV. It's no The Sopranos. No, <laughs> we're recommending it because it's so bad that it's good. Every part of it is so funny. I was hooked in within five single seconds. Yeah, because a few people messaged us saying, oh, I gave up. I couldn't get past the first episode because it's so bad. I was like, that's the point. That's the Same point. Same with Back With yeah, The so Ex. Yeah, so Back With The Ex is... So good. So bloody good. So let's set the scene. You've got Me. Diane. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's start with Diane and Peter. Diane and Peter. So Diane and Peter haven't seen each other for 28 years. I feel like they didn't have that much of a relationship because they're relying on a single photo. They just boost. They, yeah. They... All the way around his trip in America. So she's from America. He's from Australia. He traveled over, met her. They bust their way around America. And, and we're not being crude. They say it several, several, several times. Yeah. They... With a lot of horrible analogies. Disgusting. And he said something like, she's unleashed my passion pit. And I died. Yeah. That sentence is illegal. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then they have both been married and have ch- had children since. And then they've broken up with their partners and are now seeing each other again for the first time in 28 years. And Peter, the horn dog, was like, there's not a day that's gone by that I haven't thought of her. Yeah, and we know that he's been married for several decades and has a son who was features in the episode. So the whole time. Yeah. Imagine his wife watching that. Every single day he's thought about Diane. I know. I'm just not sure I believe it, but Diane is just... A little hottie. She knows what she wants. She just stomped him with confidence. Mm-hmm. No little black dress. Yeah. And she's not messing around. I thought that Peter was very crude and that Diane wasn't. And then Diane came out with a few questionable talking heads. <laughs> yes. And then the last we watched was them in a hotel room, slow dancing. Yuck, and him yuck, kissing yuck, her yuck, neck. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> Literally a robot that can't stop saying yuck. <laughs> I, I can't. Of... I hate it when people kiss <laughs> on reality TV. I can't handle it on The Bachelor. I literally have to close my eyes. Yeah, it is. Because you sick. know what the scenario is. The fact that they're slow dancing and he's kissing her neck and there's obviously f- multiple cameras around. But also just this, why does it go so close to their mouths in The Bachelor? Yeah, I don't know. It's disgusting. I also kind of love Diane and Peter together. I'm going to say it. <laughs> They're really well suited. They are. They are. He was like, I'm going to take you kayaking. And she was like, there's nothing else I'd rather do today. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else I'd less like to do on any given day than go kayaking with Peter. Agree. Okay, next couple. Jeremy and Meg. Yes. Yes. So Meg is the cutest thing. They... A high school sweetheart, Meg, such a babe. Jeremy, kind of surfer guy, about two brain cells. Yeah. And they've been together. Meg's like, he left me to go to Europe 
to go party with his friends. And then came back and then left me again. And then when he sees her, he's like, oh, Meg's a bit tense. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So they were together for about six years. And then he decided he wanted to fuck off to Europe and do a big like holiday with his mates and not come back. So they broke up. And then he came back and got back together with her. And her heart was broken when he left the first time. And then he was like, oh, I'm just going to go again. And took off and broke up with her again. And then now he wants to get back together with her. And she's annoyed. And he goes, Meg is just grumpy. And I he don't like, know why. He was like, she's so moody. And I just can't. I don't know why. And... They had this little session where they're meant to be opening memory boxes and Jeremy literally put in a photo album of his trip to Europe without her in the memory box. Jeremy, do you understand the exercise? And she started crying and she was like, I don't want to look at these. (laughs) And then we have Kate and Cam. Kate and Cam. So Kate and Cam basically high school. They're very young. They seem very young. Not that interesting went out in high school she cheated on him he's had a massive glow up and now she wants to get back together but she was saying words i didn't like like he went in to kiss her and she was like don't be a pansy i was like don't call him that kate yeah that's rude yeah he is so cute he's so cute he so she cheated on him let's remember yeah the morning after they met for the first they met up again for the first time he bought bagels and coffee and just left outside her hotel room door and she said that he always used to do that when they were together I love Cam. On to the worst of the bunch. Okay. This is actually a serious conversation. Yes. Eric and Lauren. Okay. He is disgusting, as in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, she's in it for revenge like the queen she is. Lauren is a feminist icon as far as we've seen. And we <laughs> hope so it stays too. this way. Yeah. But basically, Lauren is a beautiful angel mm-hmm. and Eric is a little Yuck. dirt bag mm. and as we go on he wants to get back together because he's like i've never met anyone like lauren and we just find out all these things about him they were together for six years and he would only see her on sundays once a week once a week for six years because he said he had too much work on yeah. so that was the first no massive... wonder you can't find anyone else like lauren i know first massive red flag second one she makes little comments about you were controlling and used to control me and then in the memory box episode when everyone else is bringing out cute little items. When everyone else is bringing out cute little items, Peter and Diane have their Niagara Falls photo. I think it's the only photo they have together (laughs) because they've showed it a hundred times. And uh, she pulls out a little card for breast enhancement surgery and says, remember when you gave me this for my birthday? And he goes, I said that you could use it on whatever you liked, but I pointed you in that direction. He put $10,000 in an envelope and a breast enhancement card yes he's a pig yeah he is he's a worst and then she said but what was the surprising twist was when she was talking about how <laughs> he used to control how she did her hair which is so horrible this is obviously really manipulative emotionally abusive behavior it's disgraceful but he she said that when she was like Remember when you made me go and get my hair cut and you made me get it shaved and dyed pink? (laughs) And if you look at them both, it just doesn't make any sense. No. There's more to unpack there. (laughs) And she kept saying, and then you would tell me to go and shave it more. Yeah, and they had to be symmetrical. That's crazy. Hmm. Anyway, so if he woos her in any way, I'm going to be really upset. She can do so much better. I do think she is there to shame him on TV and to show him how amazing she is and Yeah, but that can backfire so quickly with these charming men. I know, and then he... She's got to get out now. He's being really 
gross as well like for their date that he organized he did a life drawing class and he was the subject so she had to see him naked when she didn't want to i was like that's harassment yeah he wanted to show off his body come on uh... i love lauren i want to make sure she's okay me too must be difficult because they would be probably sharing things on social media while it was out on channel seven and now what are they going to do on Netflix to not ruin it? Do you going to have to wipe everything? Maybe. Anyway, it's a really good show. You guys should watch it. And we mean good in the bad way. Yeah. Um, have you seen that The Australian Bachelor has been announced? It's a former Survivor contestant. And I kind of... I love Survivor. But I haven't seen that Do you that know who Lockie Gilbert is? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you love Survivor? I love Survivor. That, yeah, and I'm kind of sick of them getting celebrities. Yeah, me too. I get that. It hasn't it? worked for any of well, them. Well, Angie Kent was really successful. Was it? Yeah. She's funny and cute. But she's she was successful because she's funny and cute. Tim, what? no, what's that guy's name? Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Bad. That would have been a really successful season, though, yeah. numbers-wise. Yeah. I guess people are a bit interested to... When you already know who they are. But what I like is when the American Bachelor, how they just pick the former contestants every time. And it worked well because you do know them. Doesn't they should be... have got that cute boy from Angie's season. They should have got oh, that. Oh, Tim. Cu- yeah, Tim. Tim. Yeah, they sh- yeah they should have got Tim. But I think he's been is he prancing around back, <laughs> prancing around with too many girls because oh. that puts them off. So that's why the guy Tyler Cameron, the hottie in America, couldn't be the Bachelor because he was with Gigi Hadid, mm-hmm. and people don't want that. Understood. Yeah. 
will beat Donald. Over I think Bernie. that's why you've had all of a sudden all these people. Lots of people have just dropped out suddenly, like Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg and people you thought would stay in a bit longer. They've just dropped out and been like, Joe, Joe, Joe. And I think it's because they're realising that while Bernie has some amazing policies, he's he's just a bit of a red-hot person to pick. So he had always been an independent until recently. He's not an old-school Democrat. He hates the New York Times. I just find anyone who hates journalists a bit Donald Trumpy. Like, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. And... He's, again, got some amazing initiatives that I really support, but I'm also so aware of how America works. And I think that the focus just needs to be on getting Donald Trump out before it's Before on. you go that way. So he's yeah. too, he would be too extremely left. He's very, yeah, he calls him, like, he's a socialist and his big thing is Medicare for all, which is a great thing in America. But his plan will cost 10 trillion us dollars and he has never been able to properly explain how he's going to pay for it us <laughs> me trying to figure out how to get this gucci bag yeah literally and then um and he's never been able to properly explain it and the annoying thing is that under donald trump the economy is doing quite well like unemployment's really low the economy is going very strong and i think people vote with the economy in mind a lot and they're more likely to say, I don't like a lot of things about Donald Trump, but I'm going to vote on the issue of the economy because Bernie Sanders is too scary. Like, I don't trust him to look after mm-hmm. it kind of thing. And Joe Biden is just, I think, you know, I would love to see a person of color or a woman or someone who isn't an old white man be the president. But sometimes you've got to be pragmatic and deal with the hand you dealt and focus on one thing. And we need Donald gone. If we have four more years of Donald, God knows what's going to happen. Joe Biden is really popular in all of the states that Donald Trump's worried about, and that's why he was getting the Ukrainian president to be investigating him. So it's good news because he's going to be worried. Mm. He was staying up live tweeting all the way through. I can't deal with him. I wonder how much sleep he gets. Is it fake tan? It's obviously fake tan. Why is he so orange? Ah, oh, yeah, I know. But what does he use? Because just get him some Saint Tropez. Get him some Bondi Sands. Love and a good tanning mitt. Yeah. I feel like he's going into one of those solariums or something. Yeah, spray tan. Like it doesn't come up to his hairline. He's been doing it for so long. So rough. I know. Speaking of coronavirus, which has just gotten a lot worse mm-hmm. since our last episode. So when we last aired it had just broken out in italy which was kind of freaking everyone out because italy is such a random place for a breakout that people started worrying there was going to be a pandemic which is when it becomes out of control and that hasn't happened yet but there's been breakouts in you know now america a few in australia it's kind of seeping everywhere Mm -hmm. um so I guess we just wanted to touch on it and talk about whether we need to be worried, whether we need to be really seriously stealing all the toilet paper from Coles in Australia. It's so embarrassing. All the headlines. And it's just a bit. It's just rude for people who need it. So I saw one of our friends posted today on Instagram saying that there was a old man just really confused and bewildered in the supermarket because 
everyone had come in all these able-bodied people had just rushed in and stolen all the and bought all of the toilet paper up and then people who are elderly people who have carers who can only go to the supermarket once a week Mm -hmm. who can't afford to stockpile now have nothing and it's, it's not the values that we want to promote in Australia. We want to be... And also, it's p- not even bad in Australia. Like, I know. Like I don't people, understand the toilet paper thing specifically. Just, I don't understand the Australia thing specifically. We should be stockpiling if anyone. Yeah. But I think that it's, you know, you want to be a society where it's there's there's enough for everyone and we care about everyone and we don't jump to every man for himself. I don't care about anyone but me when there's a bit of trouble. Hmm. That's not who we want to be, guys. And I mean, I'd been reading a lot of things saying that, you know, the coronavirus is an excuse to be racist or xenophobic mm. towards towards East Asians. But I, until I was sitting, so I was sitting with a girl at one of the shows and she's from China originally, but she grew up in Sydney and lives in New York. And she said that since she's been in Paris, she's had Ubers cancelling on her, like refusing to take her. She had one pull up and then say, no, I don't want to get the coronavirus and drive away. And she said that her parents who are born, I'm pretty sure were born in Sydney or have lived in Sydney their whole lives, were her elderly parents were in the supermarket and had someone screaming at them. Yeah, it's disgusting. There's actually been a massive spate in xenophobic and racist hate crimes in terms of actual physical attacks. Someone in London was ta- attacked last yeah. night, physically attacked on the street around the corner from here. Yeah, and you might need reconstructive surgery. Like in Los Angeles and New York, there's been cases as well. So I think that it's 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 crazy because, firstly, it's just such a disgusting thing to take something like this and use it as an excuse to like vent your own horrible bigoted racist views to turn Mm. into physical violence just makes my stomach turn and the last thing that's just so ridiculous is it just shows so much ignorance about the way this disease works yeah me and you have been far more uh are probably far more exposed in terms of having been in a city where there's been multiple cases we were thermo temperature temperature (laughs) checked um, on the way into the airport, you know, it's it, like this idea that just because you are of Chinese descent that you are somehow more at risk than anyone else is just the most stupid, ignorant thing in the world. Straight from New York as well, where there is basically no cases compared yeah, to us exactly. who come from Italy. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I just hate when things like this happen and it's just an excuse for fucking ignorant people to just come out of their little horrible holes for a moment um but it is worth i think people i feel like there's confusion about what the actual situation is and i feel like i've listened to and read a lot on it and i still feel confused because i think there's this attitude of containment is the goal at the moment but there's also a feeling that containing it seems very unlikely Mm. now so it's a question of how do we manage it when it does become a pandemic. The whole thing with it is that it's really just flu-like symptoms for the majority of people. Yeah, so four out of five people who contract it, it'll just be like any old cold and flu. You'll have a cough, you'll have a fever, you'll feel under the weather. Some people, I mean, flus can get pretty bad mm-hmm. where you're fully hot and cold sweats and shaking it in bed for three or four days, but mm-hmm. it's not fatal or anything that you'll even need to be hospitalized for but then for the other 20 percent you'll need to be hospitalized and especially for the elderly who are already sick or frail and i think it can turn to pneumonia yeah in the elderly and that's what's killing a lot of people and i I listened to a great podcast on the guardian today about 
and the health editor of the guardian said that they're not going to be able to find a vaccine for at least 18 months yeah that's what um yeah so that because they're working on it now but that it takes at least a year so that's the the scary i think the scary thing about it is that there is no vaccine Mm -hmm. um and also some people are asymptomatic so you don't even know you've got it yes and Um, children so there's been this big thing where people are saying it's not expressing itself in children because i think only two percent of all cases have been children so far but what people are saying is that children are actually carriers it's just they're not showing the symptoms like the older you are the more intense the symptoms are yeah so as of now there's been more than three thousand deaths globally so i think it's it's saying that there's a death rate of around two percent which doesn't sound like much but i mean it kind of is it's huge if as was said you know so a leaked government uh, memo from the Boris Johnson government was published yesterday and they're preparing for up to four in five people to end up getting it. That's hmm? their like... Up to four in five. People in the world. Yeah, yeah, right. To get it at some point. That's 80% of the human population yeah. to get coronavirus at some point. That's like the estimates according to some people. So if you're saying 2% of that, that's insane. Mm. But I think that... You just prepare for the worst. Yeah, I think that they're just preparing for the worst. But it seems like from the way everyone is talking that government seem pretty confident that they're going to be able to manage it but i just don't know it's really complicated something really interesting i listened to today was that um masks so the surgical masks everyone is wearing are only effective if you have a cough and you want to avoid other people getting your germs yeah they're not effect like they don't they're not effective in preventing it from coming to you unless someone literally coughed into your mouth like it's not the whole purpose of it is to stop spreading your germs to other people according to the guardian woman yeah i think i read something similar but then it said it basically said there's no like it's way more important that you wash your hands frequently and that you avoid touching your face and your and your eyes and whatever Mm -hmm. washing your hands all the time than wearing a mask Mm. and also to avoid kind of kissing people right it's hard because we're in a bit of a moral panic about it i think and everyone's getting whipped up into a frenzy and i think the funny thing is that maybe the further away you are from it the scarier it is like i feel like the fact that we were in milan yeah when there was a outbreak in italy and that we still managed to travel fine and everything's been okay and our health is completely fine and whatnot has made us less frightened of it than maybe if you're in Australia and there's been no cases and you feel like it's this big scary thing that's happening elsewhere. Yeah. I feel like that could be it. I just the toilet paper thing is so funny. I don't think they've been stopped. Like I mean, I, don't, I haven't heard the similar stories of crazy hectic stockpiling in London, no. for example. Yeah. Or in I was reading a, um, a girl wrote a first-person piece about being in this tiny town in Washington where an outbreak happened. And she said that that on the first day, people were rushing to the supermarket and hand sanitizers were sold out and face masks were sold out and everyone was going crazy. And then everyone realised that they needed to work together and they've all stopped. And everyone's, mm. like, realised that it's not that, not, not that bad, but no need to bowl people down in the supermarket to try and get a packet of pasta. Yeah, it is quite so... The, some of the side effects of what it could be in terms of realistic measures that the government could take is things like what happened in Italy, with, which was cancellation of public events, 
So music concerts cancelled or um, galleries closed or things like that could be a potential thing that happens. Um, In the UK, they're preparing to put retired doctors back on duty because they think there's going to be an over... You're going to have people who have it, but also a lot of people who have flu symptoms who normally wouldn't bother going to the doctor or hospital. Going in. Going now. So you're going to, the whole health services are going to be completely overloaded. So they're trying to get retired doctors to come back in and start working again for this period. They're looking at getting the army to come in to help the police and fire services because they know there's going to be such an increase in calls and panic situations. It's annoying. I hate it. <laughs> it is so annoying. Yes. Yeah. That this is happening. And it could result in one in five people being too sick to work, which could obviously have a massive impact on the economy. And I think it's affected the Chinese economy already. Yeah, big time. The stocks were the lowest they'd been since bloody the market crashed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's it's like that double whammy because we were obviously just in Paris where it was a big talking point because a lot of people didn't come out for the shows because they were worried about it. A lot of buyers didn't come. So we were meeting with designers who... Um, didn't have buyers who would usually come and purchase their collections come out there's going to be a huge ripple effect on Mm. obviously not just fashion but like lots of industries but the big conversation i think everyone was having was how much is media fear and sensationalizing things and how much is the actual danger yeah because i found that daily episode that they did really intense that was really extreme and scary same i actually thought that was a bit irresponsible of them to put that out because they had this man talking and he was basically like this is the worst pandemic of all or like since the spanish flu which i know people are comparing it to the spanish flu because it's a similar kind of thing where they just couldn't contain it and now everyone just gets the flu every season Mm. and didn't used to before which i find crazy yeah (laughs) But he just started saying all this stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I reckon stockpile. I'm always." Tony goes, "Everyone will know someone who dies <laughs> from what? coronavirus." I know. You can't just say that. I know. No one knows that. That's cr- that's that's like intense to say. Yeah. So I really didn't like listening to that. No, I found the Guardian one was really kind of informative, informative and level-headed, and a bit more. I don't know. I think. People from the UK are a bit more relaxed than people from America. I know. They're all freaking out. Yeah, they were like, do you need to stockpile things? And the woman was like, mm, no more than usual. Yeah. Just wash your hands is a massive thing. Yeah. Wash your hands before you eat always. Wash your hands afterwards. Wash your hands after public you, transport, hand sanitizer. She said if you were to get coronavirus from someone coughing, you would have to be – they would have to be – on top of you and cough into your mouth yeah but you can get it from just touching surfaces surfaces is the big thing yeah yeah well 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 i'm just i just feel like it's gonna be so weird if it gets massively big because already this year feels like a crazy year it's we had the bushfires at the end of the year and this huge conversation about climate change and that was like this apocalyptic thing that was happening in january that we all could not stop thinking about and talking about and then that's lost so much of its momentum because we've had a literal pandemic breakout and then the Donald Trump election is going to happen. It's a crazy year. I feel like I'm in an episode of bloody Black Mirror. But also how they're already cancelling flights. So if all flights to, well, all flights on one specific airline that I know of are cancelled to Italy all of this month. And so flights will just be, what if, what if you can't go anywhere? Mm. It's just, it's weird to think of how 
it's an interesting thing in terms of it becoming a pandemic because it was they obviously shut down the provinces in China and kind of quarantined them as soon as it happened to try and contain it. But the way travel works now, it just feels impossible to police. Unless you, know? you stop flights. Unless you stop, yeah, f- flights. But we got, we jumped on a train today. And trains. For 90 they minutes. Stop That's what I mean. Like how much you would have to stop to stop this traveling just yeah. feels so unrealistic and impossible. I just like you can't ground all flights. There's millions of flights per day. Mm. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a pretty stressful situation. Okay. Well, this has been an all over the show episode. <laughs> A huge deep dive into Love is Blind, the coronavirus, and the presidential election. I know. That's very on brand for us. Very on brand for us. I'm going to go sleep for 1,000 years. So I'm going to wake up in March. Oh, it is March. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this year's going so fast. I know. I'm going to wake up in May. <laughs> How is it March? I know. That's what I just said. That is wild. God. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, let's wrap this up we will see you guys next week oh and i hope everyone liked our outnet shoot and photo and the fact that you all get 20 percent off exactly and there'll be more pictures to come so stay yeah. tuned <laughs> comments at the ready <laughs> thumbs at the ready thumbs <laughs> yeah please rate review and subscribe bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.